Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. Here. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It's Dr. G. And if you hear the cocks crowing outside, that's because it's 6 a.m. here in Guam. So ignore that. Today, we are going to talk to an amazing, amazing woman. And, and she is really cool because she's Persian. And uh, her name is Sogol. So she's going to talk to you about who she is and what she is up to. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is uh, an honor. So excited to meet you finally. I see you on our social medias, but it's great to <laughs> finally meet you virtually. Um, so yeah, I am, uh, my first name is Sogol Palaban. I go by Dr. Sogol. I am a pediatrician and I practice in Houston, Texas in um, the, kind of the suburbs in East Houston, which is a predominantly low-income Hispanic community. And I have, I am an entrepreneur entrepreneur and the fact that I have my own practice uh, uh, going on 13 years, which is we, I, sorry, I'm going to say we, because my sister and I are both pediatricians and we're in the same practice. So I'm so used to saying we, because when we talk about the business, she's usually part of it. So anyways, that's why I said we, it's not like my imaginary friend. <laughs> so um, we started the practice um, two years out of residency. Um, and so that is, I call it my fourth baby. Awesome. It is a very stubborn baby. Yes. <laughs> Going through a lot of changes recently. <laughs> Worse than my teenager. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so currently um, I have in the last year and a half kind of during COVID pivoted to more of you know, taking care of patients and taking care of our communities and building those relationships with patients and community and pivoting that and starting to take care of myself because that awesome. was something that was missing. Mm -hmm. And with that piece of the puzzle that was missing for me, it felt like what I call chronic fatigue. I was just tired all the time and I didn't know. And I was carrying what it came down to is I was carrying a lot of emotional baggage. Um, and I didn't know because I'm the type, which I, a lot of physicians can relate. I don't do feelings. Feelings get in the way of things. <laughs> feelings are weakness. Those were kind of my thoughts all my life. Um, and so I had to, when, you know, at, at 40, I kind of hit a wall and I kept 
asking for answers. And I thought it was like medical diagnoses and we couldn't come up with anything. Then I started reading a lot of self-help books and that kind of took me into the whole uh, coaching um, realm. And um, I became a certified coach about six months ago. And so now what I do on top of building the community and providing really good pediatric um, services to the underserved, I, I'm really trying to go out there and as pediatricians, we do preventative care, right? So everything's yeah. about like, when you are a toddler, when you're a teen, this is what you're going to see. So I really try to focus my efforts on like, yes, I know there are physicians out there, especially the new interns that are starting and you're gung-ho and you want to do everything and you want to get to financial freedom and, you know, all these, you know, family and personal and career freedom, but please don't make the same mistakes that a lot of us have made. And I won't talk on anybody's part, but I have made, which is leaving myself behind oh, in yes. the journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that really caught up to me. And it was, and it's such a lonely space because when people look at physicians, right, they see like, the glitz and glamour, right? Oh, they get paid <laughs> really well, right? You laugh, right? <laughs> oh, they get paid really well and they're like respected in the community, right? And they have I don't know, nice houses, cars, whatever, right? So in order, and so I think I carried so much like shame in the sense like, yeah, I do have all that, but I really don't feel like mm. that, like that doesn't solve my feeling, right? So I sat in that space for a good four years until I got um, introduced, until I read a lot. And then I got introduced to coaching and I was able to like really understand where that emotional fatigue was coming from. So, you know, my Mm -hmm. mission now is to like really educate physicians about connecting their brains, which are their superpowers but connecting that with their bodies and really understanding their feelings instead of we're, we're taught to suppress, right? Patient passes away. Okay, got to move on to the next one. Let's send our condolences. Like we don't process anything on the way. Yes, yes. And so that becomes just, it drags us down. Yeah. And we haven't learned, like no one talks about this, right? Like- Not they don't. <laughs> simultaneously teach with the curriculum right yes because we're humans and part of being a human is you feel right that's just that comes with the territory and and the and and this you know this concept of like well, if I feel too much or how much should I feel like there, you know, and, and setting these boundaries around these feelings is just counterproductive because then what does it turn to? Why do you think so many physicians are burnt out? Yeah. Yeah. We're freaking emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then you add something like 2020 onto the cake there and it's just uh, through the roof. Yeah, I don't, you know, and I'm in the private sector, right? So I don't, I'm kind of in my own like little pond. And so I don't have like the hospital system or like Mm -hmm. a big connection of like colleagues or like Mm -hmm. with admin or nursing. It's a very small clinic. 
Sure. But now that I'm talking to like the hospital, like physicians that are in ac- academics and in, in teaching and like in, you know, other realms, it's like everybody's feeling it. Oh, yeah. The yeah. It's very ubiquitous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially the nurses. They're yeah. really been hit hard. Yes. Yeah. I did. And that's because they were, you know, I say that during COVID, we're so good at, um, and you, you're an uh, emergency room physician, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like wonderful at like emergency, let's, you know, strap our boots and like buckle up and let's go mm-hmm. in, right? Yes. And so yep. that's the energy <laughs> that we have all been Mm-hmm. riding on for the past 15 months right and we're so oh, yeah. good at doing that like I'm gonna save the world well, yeah we can do this this is our responsibility but then now that we're and I don't even know if we're coming out of COVID but with the wave at least right the right first right wave, we can say now that we're coming out of the first wave people it's like people are facing all this tsunami of unprocessed Gunk that they mm-hmm. that, that they were suppressing because they had to be there for the patients, the staff, the families, whatever that be, right? Oh, absolutely. But again, it doesn't go like this gunk doesn't go anywhere. You have to process it. You have to face it. And so people have no reserve, is what I say. Like I think this period is going to be so much worse than what COVID is in an emotional sense because people are like. I gave it all and some mm-hmm. for the next five years. Oh, yes. And I don't know. And, and they all say that. They're like, I love my patients. I love my work. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. But I can't like physically, mentally, emotionally. I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> Right. And so that's where we're sitting today. And so it's like, what what are we going to do with that? Right. And it's funny because like, I tease about this because what's the first thing admin, because I can talk about this because I'm kind of admin too, because I own my clinic. Like what's the first thing admin will do, right? If people are fleeing, let's give them more money. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Let's give them more money. But and for some, yes, that is truly the answer, right? But it's not for all. It's not a one fit solution for everyone. And for some, that is a solution in the temp like a temporary solution. It's like the band-aid, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you've got a sore and you put you know, some antibiotic ointment on it and slap a bandaid on it. Okay. And then put some socks on or whatever, something to cover it. You won't be able to see it. And you might be able to live with that store for, I don't know, another week or something, but then it'll start to ooze out. Mm -hmm. Right. So I honestly think that things are going to get worse before they get better. And I think the the beautiful thing about coaching and the coaching industry is just growing like in exponentially. And mm-hmm. even in the physician space is that we have some tools that we can share to be able to alleviate, you know, it's not like a 
take, you know, you have a fever, take a Motrin, it's gone kind of thing. No, it's not right. like a one-time magic wand that's going to make everything go away, but it's going to open up some space. So where you can see, you know, different possibilities and start to process some of these emotions, right? So just like the COVID first wave was a 15 month dedication on our part, we have to take a long the recovery like, period is going to be equally as long if not longer <laughs> yes. yes and so by having these conversations and saying you're totally allowed to feel like poop right like yeah. You're human. Like, it's okay. You went through a pandemic. You didn't have any of the the support and, and the tools that you needed because you were running on this, you know, this high, this, this energy of this survival mode, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and just like a car gets depleted, runs out of gas, even if it's electrical, runs out of electricity, we humans can get depleted in that sense too. So I think the first step is to acknowledge what you're feeling, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like for me, it was like, I'm flipping tired, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. Like, you don't have to know the answers. And physicians are such solution solvers, right? Like, Oh, fatigue, differential diagnosis, labs, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, this, this recovery does not, this healing does not work like that. <laughs> right. It's right. completely against any, you know, method that we have been taught and any conditioning that we have had through lower education, families, religion, culture, anything like that. It's a completely new um, realm for us to understand. So a lot of clients, when they come to me, they're like, they were doers, right? So they're like, okay, what do I need to do? And then they want a list, like, okay, do I need to like, you know, sleep eight hours and, and which some of that, yes, like some of it yeah. is doing like, you know, get uh, the stuff that you tell your patients, right. For like stress management, like please sleep, please try to do some sort of exercise, please, um, you know, limit things that don't make you feel good. Whether that's like, for me, it was like sugar. Like I would get stressed and I'd be like, Oh, cupcakes and whatever chocolate. And, and my dad owns a dairy. Do y'all have, no, you don't have dairy queens on Guam, but mm-hmm. do you know dairy queen? Do you know what yeah, dairy yeah. queen is? Yeah, there okay, several yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my dad owns a dairy queen and our dairy, the dairy queen that he owns is a two minute drive from my clinic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How conveniently like, located <laughs> is that? <laughs> so at the end of the day, I'd like come out of the parking lot and my brain would be like, let's stop Stop by dad's store and get you know (laughs) at least I would get like a mini blizzard and not like a bigger size so I give this okay (laughs) there's that so that's good (laughs) yeah but so yeah so recognizing like yes there are things that you are reaching for that make you feel good in the short term right that's that dopamine mm-hmm. hit like boom right like oh this feels so good I'm like I have ice cream and now I feel good I don't feel stressed but then everybody knows that then the the you know a couple hours after the day after then all those feelings just keep coming back because you can't 
patch up a feeling and throw it away or drink it away or eat it away or whatever right. that we're doing, right? If only that were true, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> oh my God. So, um, so yeah, so it is, what I want to tell the audience, it is whatever feeling that you are holding is completely normal and and the scary part is like especially with us physicians because we've been suppressing and avoiding those feelings and I I talk from personal experience um I was able to do a lot of the thought stuff right because we were so cerebral and so we know what we're thinking right we know that like our brain is telling us like you didn't suture that whatever, right? Or you did the surgery couldn't gone a little bit better, or maybe you couldn't have, you should have given it up, whatever, all these thoughts. So that's right. just because how we function, right? But we don't function, we don't drop down to the rest of our body, which is where we feel, or we feel our feet, we think in our mind and we feel in our body. Okay. But all the chemical things that make all that happen is in your head, it's in your brain. So it's all about the brain. And so we don't drop down to see like what's going on in our body. So when people like, when I was getting coached and they were like, how do you feel? And I was like, tired. And they're like, where's tired? And I'm like, what is that? What? I, like, you're lucky. I'm even telling you that I have a feeling, right? And they're like, okay, close your eyes. And like, imagine where your tiredness is. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, like I had zero concept of like, I mean, I knew where my physical body was obviously, and I could cook and clean or whatever function, but right, like when right. you delve into my feelings, I would be like, I don't know. And even to today, so a lot of physicians will come and be, and I'll be like, how do you feel? They'll either say, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know, like, and then they'll give you a thought. They'll be like, um, I'm not good enough. And I'm like, well, but how does that make you feel? And they're like, not good enough. And I'm like, no, that's not a feeling, right? So like identifying the feeling. And then if they do identify the feeling, then they start to judge it, right? Like, I'm, you know, I'm tired, but I shouldn't be tired because like, I've got all this goodness around me and I'm like a physician and I'm doing good for the commute, right? You start to judge it and not like accept it for what it is. So those are some of the things that we work with. And the third common thing that comes up, which is so funny. So when you get physicians past the like, how do you feel? And they'll give you like, I feel sad whatever. Right. And, um, I feel tired. Right. And then, and then, or I feel angry. And then you ask them, okay, so like, you know, I break down the body to your head and your throat and your chest and your tummy and like the rest of your body. And then I'll be like, where do you feel the feeling? Can you guess where everybody goes? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yes. <laughs> like, and and for those who didn't head. see the video, I say, I put to my head. <laughs> yes in your head but that's not your some people feel their feelings in their head yes they do but that's not your you're pointing to your head because your thoughts are in your head right mm -hmm. we know that our thoughts are not created by our arms or our heart or our kidneys right they're created right. by our mind and so when you ask them to identify feeling and they do then you ask them where it's coming from what they're in the right, 
it, your feelings totally come from your thoughts, right? But that's not where you're feeling it. That's where it's originating from. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that we work through. It's like understanding, you know, if you want to take the entire realm, it's the body, mind, and soul connection, right? But we start with the mind, body, and soul, sorry. We start with the mind. Well, what, what do I, what's the most common thought I carry about whatever, myself, about my colleague, about the MA or the nursing staff or whatever that you want to work on, right? And then the second question we ask, or one of the questions that we asked, so that's your mind. The other one is what are the top, and, and three's a lot for a lot of people. So I'm like, okay, three would be good, but just like do one if you can, <laughs> like start with one. What is the most common feeling that you're carrying? throughout your day right and so that's where we kind of those are our anchoring points right we can start with the common thought that keeps coming up that keeps you up at night that keeps you worried that keeps you angry that keeps you anxious fearful whatever and then we we see what that thought what feeling it's creating or we start with the feeling i'm anxious all the time okay let's see why you're anxious let's go back And a lot of times, because people will be like, well, I can do that for myself. Like I can just write, like, I feel angry and then be like, it's because, you know, the the common thing in my office would be like, because the MA didn't take the um, uh, FOC, the head circumference correctly for the kid or something like that, right? that's not why you're angry. (laughs) Like the MA did something, but that's not. So what coaches do, they kind of hold that space, right? Non-judgmental. Like we're not like, oh, how could you be angry over that? That's like nothing. Like my nurse does this, right? Whatever. And then what we do, it was just kind of ask questions to take that mind a little bit deeper into your subconscious and so then you'll start that the thoughts that you have are very much surface thoughts but the meat of the 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 feelings come from a more like thoughts that are more underneath that are deeper that your brain is no not going to just offer it to you because that would be too Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. 
right? Absolutely. Um, it's funny that you mention it that way because uh, that is like one of the um, that is one of the constructs of fear, right? Because fear, um, according to um, uh, one particular individual, Dr. Susan, I like to call her, um, she says that fear has like different levels. So there's like level one fears, which are what you're describing. You know, these surface fears that are based either on things that happen or things that you kind of make happen. So like things that happen would be natural disasters. You know, people fear that, they fear the change that comes from that. Um, and then the fears that you make happen are, you know, where you choose to live, what kind of job you choose to have, like those types of things. And you really, you know, you, you have control over that, but you feel like you'll have no control. And then the next thing is you have one, you have the next level of fear is based on your ego. So based on you, right? So it's like, you know, your perspective on the world, you think that the world is against you, you know, but no, that's why you're afraid. But why? Because you are censoring everything on your ego, right? So it's all of the fears that kind of stem into you. And then she says that the level three fear is the fear that is the basis for all fear, which is that you feel like, you cannot handle it. So no matter what happens, so no matter if there's a natural disaster, like you feel like, oh my God, I can't handle it. And she says, all fears come down to that. They all yeah. come down to yeah. the, the yeah. final, you know, that level three where you feel like I can't handle it. So I love that you do this deep dive when you first uh, get with your clients, because you know, that thing is, is really, really important because a lot of times, like you said, you know, we're very cerebral. We don't, and we're very like logical people. Like we don't, we don't tend to think that, you know, there could be an issue like with our egos. We don't think that there could be an issue with our hearts. Right. You know, we feel like, OK, we are able to, like, as you said, be problem solvers. And so we're we should have a solution to this problem. Like no matter how complex the problem is, which our psyches, ourselves are very complex. We feel like we can still. Uh, we can still figure out a solution to this problem. And that's the thing that holds us back because then we feel like we have that level three fear. Like we, now that's the bottom line. Like we, we feel like we can't handle it. And that is the ultimate fear because it's like, how can we have something we can't handle? Like that doesn't make sense. Like we are capable. And how is it that we have now this scenario or scenarios where we cannot handle it so much so that we can't even identify where the fear is coming from or where, you know, where the problem lies and, and you're having to have to dig so deep to find it. So it's, so, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So I'm a, okay. So I'm a pediatrician, right? So everything's about like kids poop and pee, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> so the way that I, the way that I've kind of explained this or explained it to my clients, because everybody kind of has their own like lingo wording. Um, I feel like, yeah, totally ego, but I feel like when you talk ego, people are like, I don't have an ego. Like it's a very like <laughs> negative connotation. Like, oh, I'm yes, not egotistical, yes. right? And it's not about that at all, right? So I introduce your, what I call your inner family or your inner household, okay? Mm -hmm. So there are three people that reside in your brain, okay? In your mind. There is the toddler, the teenager, and the parent. Okay. The toddler is your primitive, right? That, that, oh, yeah. that 
or what they call like the ego, right? That primitive part of your brain, that's the reptilian monkey brain, right? So toddlers are totally like monkeys, like blah, 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 whatever, right? They jump from here to there and then very demanding. They just tell you whatever they want and you have to follow it, right? And their, their actions is based on protection, right? So, so when, when ego or the toddler gives you a fear, it's because it's scared. And it's like, no, no, please don't do that. Please don't like leave your job and, and try to go open up whatever, a direct primary care clinic, or please don't like try to take that, you know, position in academics because like, we've never done that before. Right. So it, whenever your parent brain, which is the CEO of your head, which like it does execution and planning and organization and comes up with like, oh, I think we should whatever, X, Y, and Z, or wouldn't it have been a great idea to do X, Y, and Z and plans it out? Your toddler kicks in and gives you a zillion different reasons that you cannot do that. And those reasons end up like the last thing that it end up, ends up in, if you follow your thoughts, is death. Either you're homeless or you die. <laughs> gonna <right>? die. <laughs> you start a business, you're gonna die. <laughs> yes, 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 because then you can't make money, then you can't pay your your tuition, then, then you, you can't, can't eat. pay like right, then you can't eat, then you become homeless, and like then you're dead, right? Like any scenario you take, that's what it's gonna end up being, right? Then the teenager, what the toddler does, so the toddler gives you all these thoughts, right? Like, uh, it's a horrible idea. Like, what are you thinking? It's not stable. Da, da, da. So when the teenager is giving you these thoughts, it's stimulating your midbrain, your amygdala, your midportion of your brain, your amygdala is, all, and with the hypothalamus, is all related to emotion, like processing emotions and, and creating emotions and then sending out the hormones that cause the, the feelings in your body that we're so like not trying to feel, right? So if you think about it, the teenager, you have a car, the teenager is sitting in the passenger seat because it can't drive. It's holding the GPS map and it's telling the teenager that doesn't have a license yet what directions to take and where to lead you. And then the parent is like, you know, like muzzled up in the back, like in the trunk because nobody wants to hear what the parent wants to do, right? So you're allowing your teenage brain, that primitive brain that's always like, please keep me safe. Please don't do anything out of your comfort zone. You're allowing that toddler to give directions to your teenager that creates all these feelings of fear, anxiety, anger, whatever, whatever feelings that you have, right? So what I talk about is let's not, let's all come together and sit at the table because we're all, because you can't, it's in your head. So you can't like, you know, you can't put the teenager in, in boarding school and you can't like send the toddler off to daycare or get a nanny for the toddler, right? So the dynamics are so much harder when they're inside your mind because you carry it all the time, right? There, right there's no right. babysitter for this, right? So let's sit at the table. And, and what do we talk about in pediatrics as far as, um, kids like how do you discipline kids right you don't discipline by like oh that was such a bad idea it was so horrible bang 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 go away sit sit in time out stop stop telling me that thought or that's such a horrible thought which we do right we're like oh why am I thinking like that again (laughs) yes right so instead of that toddlers want to be heard right 
if you have a toddler and they want to say something, they're going to come up and like scream it in your face and keep poking you a zillion times until you're like, what? Tell me what you want, right? So they want to be heard. So hear your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Hear your toddler, but you don't have to believe them. You right. don't have to hold on to them. You don't have to attach to them. Just like when the toddler says, hey, um, I want some ice cream 20 minutes before dinner, right? You're like, well, that's not a very good idea. Thank you for suggesting it, but we're not going to do that today right? Instead of like feeding it ice cream every time it has it, right? So toddlers want to be heard. So hear your thoughts, but don't attach to it and don't believe it. And then teenagers want to be seen. When we talk about parenting, a teenager has nothing to do what they want. They just want to Yes, I understand you're angry. I see that you are screaming. It's okay. You're human, right? They want to be seen. They don't want you to solve their problems, right? That is the last thing. Like, this is a hard lesson for me to learn because we're physicians. Oh, how can I? How can I solve your problem, teenager? And then they get like crazy, right? When you tell them that. So teenagers, when your body is giving you a feeling, when you're sensing that like tightness of the chest or like that, um, that nauseated feeling or that dizziness or that pounding headache, however you carry your stress, right? Minus palpitations, minus palpita like chronic palpitations, oh, right? Yeah. I thought I was yeah. gonna like die, right? And so when it gives you whatever feeling where you feel, first you have to recognize, first you have the feelings, then you have to see where it falls in your body. And then you have to be aware like, oh, I feel like having a little bit palpitation, right? Then you see it, oh, I notice my body is feeling a little bit. My heart is beating a little bit fast. I wonder what's going on. And yeah. then I use, because I do mindfulness coaching, I use a lot of breath work, like breathe. breathe. We do not breathe. We hyperventilate through life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. So true. <laughs> So we're constantly in this cortisol-driven, sympathetic, nervous system. That's where our normal baseline body functions. So that's your fight and flight. Can you imagine, like, just think about that for a minute. Like, imagine, like, you know, almost getting in an accident or, like, somebody scares you, right? That feeling is what your nervous, my nervous system has been carrying definitely from, I can say undergrad all the way up to when a year ago, and I'm still carrying it. It's just a lesser degree. I'm not sure I haven't delved into like my teenage, like blocked out my teenager in middle school years. <laughs> so I'm sure if I went into that space, <laughs> it would probably be like the freeze like fight and flight and freeze oh right? yeah oh yeah 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 Absolutely. I immigrated here when I was 10 so I went so it was like fourth grade so I went a lot through a lot of like immigration stuff right a lot of growing pains that you do like Absolutely. living in a different country right yeah and so acknowledging the fact that like hey the way I am now it it's I understand it, right? Understanding it and not judging it and not being upset at it, but then befriending it and saying like, let's have a conversation, toddler. Let's see what you're thinking. 
teenager, let's 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 hear let's hear what you're thinking, and teenager, let's see what you're feeling, and whatever feeling that you bring forward is okay, right? Instead of like, yeah, no, I don't want that fear, and I don't want that sadness, and anger doesn't feel good, and like jealousy is horrible, like whatever, right? And so that's how you start to mend that relationship. And the more, and that's called, so mindfulness is no, mindfulness is two words, knowing your thoughts and knowing your feelings, right? We think we know our thoughts. We don't, we think, we don't think we know our feelings. We usually don't know our feelings, right? And so that's that mind and body connection. It's like, and then you dig deeper about like being the watcher and your thoughts are not who you are and that kind of thing. But you always start out with like, what am I thinking? And what am I feeling? That's, that's where you start with, you know, your clean slate or your journaling or whatever you want to do. Um, and so it's, it's the relation, the reconnection that you have with yourself because your anger it's not because of your husband not putting his socks in wherever it's supposed to go, right? Or that your teenager staying out too late and coming home 30 minutes late, or your staff that didn't didn't complete a particular responsibility that they had. Like those are everything that's inside of you that you can't change. Right. You can't change people. We know that. Right. We can't change people. We try to all the time change people because we think they're the problem. They're not. And you're not. It's not even being the problem. Like you're not the problem. You're just human with a human brain with a toddler that like poops on you 24 hours a day. And with a teenager that takes you through these roller coaster feelings all day long. So It's about exercising that parent brain, using that parent brain and being like, oh, I, I, this is a toddler thought that I'm having. How does this feel to me? Does this serve me? Do I want as a parent to believe this toddler? And sometimes you do. Sometimes your brain tells you great things, right? Like, oh, I, I just finished being a a guest on a podcast. Woohoo. High five. Right. I I want to believe that. That's a good thought, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Absolutely. So that is <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, it's 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 a it's a good. It's good that you're like expressing this because I think that a lot of what happens is that you know we hear about coaching, um, and there are so many different types of coaching that is available currently, which is fantastic. You know, as you mentioned before, there is a great need for all kinds of coaching. So, you know, it's, it's great that you are explaining to the Fearless Freedom Tribe specifically what you do uh, in your, in your arena and in your, your space within the coaching realm and how it relates to us as physicians. Now, now physicians are your target, right? Sounds like, but I'm sure that the same types of cognitive, like gymnastics would apply to other professionals, right? So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, lawyers and accountants and, you know, so we are all kind of in this boat. Physicians are in a little bit more unique boat. Nurses are in a little bit more unique boat just because of what has currently, what is currently happening and what recently kind of got ignited that whole fire. So, you know, you have to let everybody know 
now that they have had a, a, a bit of a deeper insight as to what you do and how, what you target, how can they get in contact with you and how can they hire you if that, if you and you and them are a good fit? Yeah. How can yeah. they get, how can they so, reach you? Yeah. So, um, I, I joke cause I'm like coaching is for anybody that's a human, right? Yeah, because yeah, absolutely. all humans have brains and they have bodies. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you a hundred percent. Okay. So I have, a, if you are not ready to like, or if you have like reservations about like, I don't know about what this coaching thing is. Like, it's just like some lingo that's thrown out there. So I have a podcast. It's absolutely free. It's Mindful Living with Dr. Sogol. And if you just go put my name in, S-O-G-O-L, nobody has my own, rare people have my name, um, then it'll come up. So um, I just started it. I'm on episode 20. Um, but Congratulations. I love hearing that. The episodes are like really dense, right? Okay. So like take your time. I give a lot of information. I like go on information overload. Anyways, so you start with that. I have a Facebook page called um, uh, Mindful Mindful Living with Dr. Sobel. And then I'm on Instagram. Um, I think it's like Dr. Sobel Mindful Living. But anyways, just put in Sobel and you'll get my name. That I do like daily stuff. And really what I do on my Instagram and my social media page, I am, my my goal is like I'm healing through sharing. So I take whatever mind drama that I've had in that day or whatever aha moment that I have. Um, and I just share that. And I'm like, somebody out there needs to hear this because we're all humans in some part, we're all the same, right? And a lot Absolutely. we're different. Yes. And so if you're looking for just like, if you're looking, if your toddler brain just told you this is BS and whatever, and you want to just like open up a little bit space and be like, maybe I can give it a try, right? Instead of like, no, this won't work. Go on my Instagram page, my social media page, and then my podcast. Those are completely, totally free. I would love to have you there. Um, and then if you go, okay, so I don't have a website. One of my limiting beliefs is I suck at technology. So it's holding me back in technology. Oh man, <laughs> ah, that sounds like something try, we need to tackle. Try, <laughs> I know, right? Try doing a podcast and you hate computers. It's great. <laughs> Four months. This is crazy. It took me four months to open up like a, 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 a social media page. And what's crazier is that I have a social media page for my practice that I've been running for five years. Like this is how insane your brain is, right? Like I've done it. It's been successful. I have 3000 people following me, but like, oh, it won't work if you do it like here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So anyways, you can reach me. Um, uh, my email is, uh, oh, it's a really long email. It's palavansogol at gmail.com. But just message me on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you go down, like if you listen to my podcast, there's like show notes, right? And mm -hmm. at the bottom, it's got my email. If you click on it, it comes to like, it opens up an email. Um, so you can reach me through, I guess, those three things. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then, so, you know, we have had such a great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing those deep 
insights with the tribe because I feel like that is always going to be helpful. It's going to touch somebody. It's going to help them to come to a realization about where they are and hopefully will make them want to seek assistance with getting to the next place. So thank you for sharing all of that. Now thank we're you at so much. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Thank you for coming on and doing that. And so now we're at the part of the show where we do our um, fill in the blanks. Oh. So are you ready? Are you ready for that? Yeah, oh my this God, is our no, tradition. Okay. This is our tradition. All right. So here we go. The first one is to me, fearless freedom means emotional freedom. Awesome. Not be, can I say more than like one word? You can say whatever you want. <laughs> this is your fill in the blank. Not so open being, space. Yeah. Not being bound and controlled by your feelings and your limiting beliefs, the toddler and the teenager, right? You're so much more than that. And the possibilities are so much more if you just reconnect with your, and that when they call it like true authentic self, we didn't talk about the soul. I'm very boo-boo solely, but I kind of left that out because it's a little bit much on the first talk, but yeah, but it means like emotional freedom is what it means to me. Okay. All right. And then the next one is if I am fearless, I will. I will listen. I will trust myself. And again, I'm wearing voodoo. So I will trust the universe and I will listen to my inner voice and my inner compass or my soul or inner child, whatever you want to label it as my, and, and I will align realign because it was always there then it got muggied with life and society and people and whatever expectations so I will realign with what's already sitting there which is that possibility and then that takes you into creativity and how you can voice it and all that stuff cool 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 and then the last one is my battle cry is Oh, my battle cry is love. And I I have not gotten there yet. Hey, it's a because, tough one. It's a tough huh? one. So that's a tough one, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you have to, none of us got unconditional love. Right, right. The only unconditional love you get is from your pet, from your dog. I thought you were going to say your right? kids. No, do not get unconditional love from your kids. So conditioned. Can I have $20 and then I'll, you know, feel better? No, but yeah, but that unconditional love needs to be created within you by you. So, so loving yourself, which is a whole like full-time job plus that's, I think that's just like the essence of life. Like we love and we hate and we evolved and as we evolve if if we if we look if we approach things with loving energy which when I started I was in such bad shape I started 15 months ago I could not define love for you like what's love and I'm like "Mm, I don't know not really sure what's love what's joy like that's where I was even though I have a loving husband loving kids loving patience like nothing outside of me was unloving I was just unloving to myself. 
Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I think that there are lots of us who are in that same boat who are not in a place where that can be acknowledged or admitted or shared. So thanks. Uh, yeah, it's taken me a long time. No, no, it's good. Like I, I mean, it's, it's all about the journey, right? I mean, and 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 I think that the thing is that your journey is is even more meaningful to people when you are at, you know, at point B and you're able to mm -hmm. relay what happened between A and B, because, you know, there's always this whole phenomenon of Instagram esque uh, lives, right? So, you know, uh, the person is in a glamorous position or they have a glamorous outfit on and, you know, makeup's all done, all that stuff. And you don't see the transition as it's occurring. And so you assume that the person was, you know, basically woke up like that. And so it, it's good to have the journey explored yeah. because it just really hones in on the realism and like the humanity, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and, and yeah. it makes it more relatable and yeah. it, it, it alleviates the, the wall of fear that can sometimes get in the way of us. Number one, acknowledging, and then number two, yeah. getting to the point where we face it. Yeah. And then number three, getting to the point where we even have a story like you do. So appreciate yeah. you for sure. Yeah. And it's so brilliant that you said that because the reason I started to do a podcast is I would get on social media and I'd be like, these people are not like, you'd see pictures and I'm like, you look happy, but then you talk to people and you're like, come, you don't look like that Instagram picture. Right. So I wanted like a deeper <laughs> yeah, connection. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. there's got to be more than this. Like, we don't need to all be happy. It's okay. <laughs> right. 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 So, yeah. So yeah. Your comment was right on. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend time with the Fearless Freedom Tribe. We truly appreciate you. And we know that we're going to see amazing things come out of your practice and come out of your coaching. And um, we are honored that you spent time with us to share more about that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a wonderful opportunity. Thank you for giving me that opportunity.